0: Welcome to the Tin Lounge, where travel advisors Corrine and Teresa read you the travel industry news headlines that are currently unread in your inbox so you can leave here feeling
1: informed. On today's full episode, we're going to discuss all of the exciting recent travel industry news. There's been a lot going on. I'm Corrine, co-owner of Journey's Travel Company and creator of Travel Biz Boss.
0: And I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. We've got a lot to cover, but before we get started, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to TravMarketMedia.com to find some other fantastic travel podcasts.
1: Yeah. What have you got for me today, Teresa? Oh, okay. I'm starting this week. Got it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So being... The first month in a new year, uh, a lot of news channels are coming out with what 2021 looks like in terms of trends and what people are traveling for. So, one of the articles that I have um, is from Travel Age West and it's titled New Research from Agoda Looks at 2021 Travel Desires. It says that people it seems like people are looking to take more meaningful trips in the future. Things like spending quality time with loved ones, um, doing things that matter or make a difference. And a lot of people are intending to travel more with friends or family. Um, That's 29% of people surveyed are intending to travel more with friends or family versus 19% They're taking more spontaneous trips and 16% they're traveling at a slower pace versus what they did before.
1: Yes, I have been getting a lot of people contacting me ready to start at least thinking about bucket list trips. So even I got one of my longtime clients called me this week, so excited to discuss a cruise beginning of next year, but his mind is on what are the things that we really want to do, because now we realize you can't just wait around. So it may be 2023, but he wants to really look at Ireland or Ireland and Scotland. So And I definitely feel that way, like, oh, no, we need to start checking things off the bucket list because now there's this sense of urgency. And I agree, too, with wanting to travel with your friends or family or loved ones to, like, it's like combining the quality time with the travel time. I totally get that. That makes complete sense to me.
0: It's like all the time you missed from hanging out with friends and family. You just want to... See them, but also do something really, really fun while while you're moving. (laughs) While you're moving, and these statistics are important because during this time, even though you know some of us are getting busier, pretty much international travel is still not happening outside of the Caribbean and Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, So, during this time, advisors can take this opportunity to look at these statistics and figure out which of them speak to their clients and market. Travel to them using whatever is important to their clients and get their yes. customers excited so they can start planning their dream vacation, like that bucket list trip that you had mentioned that your clients really
1: want to take. Yep, absolutely. On that note, there is an article from afar called The COVID Vaccine Travel Booking Spree is On. So it's like after months of canceled travel, delayed travel. And now that they're rolling out the vaccine, people are booking for 2021 and beyond, which I'm definitely getting a lot of bookings for 2022 because even if people aren't r- quite ready to pull the trigger, they because they see that they will be able to get a vaccine pretty soon, they want to get it on the books. So I've booked a ton of cruises for 2022 so far. And the article just kind of outlines from several different travel advisors that January 4th came around and suddenly my phone started ringing. Like, have you experienced that?
0: After the announcement of the vaccine was made, I started getting, I think within the next, actually that day, I received three to four inquiries for Japan for 2021. And so that to me says there are people who are more comfortable planning for the future. For sure. And I also had to tell them, like, listen, you know, May 2021 still might be too early. However, it's great for us to start thinking about putting together a trip maybe for later on this year or even early next year. Because on one hand, yes, it's great to have inquiries and people who are ready to book. But on the other hand, we need to be realistic. And I really do not want to book something only to reschedule and cancel because I was too unrealistic. (laughs)
1: in terms of the that's true and we are the professionals we're the expert right we're the authority so we don't need to be afraid to tell a client based on these reasons i don't believe that this is a wise decision or you know i always say like i'm not going to tell my client no mm-hmm. within reason so normally i'll just say xyz i think this this and that what do you think or do you agree to get them on board with what I'm saying? Or if they say, I'm no, I want to do it, you know, then you got to kind of proceed from there. But um, the article says that a recent survey by Kayak found that 66% of Americans want to travel in 2021, but only 11% have a trip book, booked for this summer. So, and that's, you know, usually when a lot of the travel is. So it's saying like, The vaccine is really sparking the interest, and people are they want to make plans, but still, not the majority of them are in the place where they're going to actually put their money where their mouth is, right? So, I think it's smart too with social media during a time like this to really be stoking the fires of travel inspiration, right? Exactly. focusing on couples travel. Cause you know, there's a lot of couples that might need to like repair their marriage at this point after being home. <laughs> so we're trying to focus on like get a couples trip, even if it's domestic or in one of the places to go, you know, for the summer, we're kind of focusing there.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of the nervousness also comes from sure. There's a vaccine out, but what does that mean? Because none of the travel restrictions or any of the mandates have stated, like, if you have a vaccine, you won't have to test for COVID or you won't have to, you know, quarantine or something like that. So with the vaccine in play, we really don't know how that's going to impact movement. And I I can't remember where I read this, but I think The EU is looking at having some kind of vaccine passport. And granted, I I don't know where I I read this. It was just something quickly and passing on Facebook. But they're trying to get their summer travel season up and running because they already missed out on one. (laughs) Like They missed out on a ton of money for for 2020. So they're trying to figure out a way to make travel possible in Europe in the summer. And it might not be travel for Americans to Europe, but it might be Europeans can travel within Europe itself.
1: Right. So I'm going to preface this by saying this is just a guess, just a feeling that I have. This is based on no facts whatsoever. I just have this feeling that maybe this new CDC restriction of having to have the test before you come home may be setting the stage for eventually saying, but if you have a vaccine, that's waived. Uh, obviously they couldn't do that right now, right? Because the vaccine just isn't available widely, but I'm just wondering if it's like the baby step to where we're saying, okay, you either have to have the vaccine or the test, which would be ideal because the people who just don't want to have the vaccine would still have an option. So, I mean, ideal in terms of business mm-hmm. right? from a you know, health perspective, but terms of the travel industry, it would be better. So anyway, just an opinion, not even an opinion, just a guess, just a sense of where things might be going. Just
0: FYI, guys, Corrine actually has a crystal ball on her desk while we're talking, and she's looking into it, so that's how she knows. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Things you can find at stores in Mexico. Yes,
1: (laughs) exactly. Um,
0: Another article I have is also from Travel Age West, and it talks about how private travel is getting increasingly more accessible and in demand. And it makes so much sense considering Mm -hmm. everything that's going on. And um, this article mentions that even though private travel is more expensive than doing something in a small group or in a group setting, people have money saved from 2020 that they didn't spend. And they're willing to put that towards another vacation and doing it in a way that, is more comfortable in terms of, you know, health and safety. This article um, is going to be linked to the show notes, obviously, but um, it's it's such a great option for people to consider when you're presenting it to your clients because, you know, we're so used to being like, hey, go see the world in this kind of setting. Um, And it's a mix of small group. If you do FITs, sometimes I put my clients into private stuff, but sometimes it's a mix of small group and group stuff. But you can be like, hey, you can do this completely privately. And I don't think it's going to be that much more money as it normally would be considering how things want to, um, you know, get restarted again. I just feel like private travel isn't as expensive as it was pre-pandemic.
1: Well, especially when you consider exactly what you said, that the studies are finding that people are wanting to travel in groups. So that helps with the cost quite a bit, like your friends or your family If you put a group together, I remember a couple years ago, it didn't end up panning out, but it was the only request I've ever had for a private yacht. And I think it was like the moorings or something that I was looking at. Yes, it was
0: mentioned in this article.
1: I was surprised. I thought it would be way more expensive. I was immediately like, who can I get together? We are renting a yacht. (laughs) Because I was shocked at if you have a group of people how it is just not uh, as expensive as you might think.
0: Right. And a lot of, of tour operators that we know well is um, like companies like TTC, Globus, G Adventures. They are offering options um, that give you a private experience option. So, for example, G Adventures, they introduced something called Book Your Bubble and it's 80 tours designed to offer private travel options at an affordable cost. And G Adventures is known for group trips. So this is such a great, great trip experience to consider for your clients. Um, Once again, innovation.
1: All the innovation we're seeing is just mind-blowing. I love it. I'm going to be looking at G Adventures as soon as we're done recording.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And um, Globus, <laughs> their option for private groups, you can have two to 24 people. And it's currently only going to be available in Europe right now. But you want you want to travel with your friends and family, like we mentioned earlier in this episode, do a private tour for 24 people. Bring all your best friends and family members and just go. And you want to share the space with other travelers.
1: That is super awesome. I love that idea. Okay. I have some boring stuff, but I have a really fun one and I think I want to hit the fun one because that was really fun. So there is an article in Travel Pulse that Portugal's Madeira Islands create the first the world's first digital nomad village. And there's a link in the article where you can go take a look at the at the actual digital nomad village. Now, it does not include accommodations. But they help, there's like a, a local host that will help you find your accommodations and also just help you get used to everything. But it includes, it's free from February 1st to, I wanna say June 30th, double check that. Um, but for a few months, it's totally free and you get a co working desk, a fast Wi Fi connection, dedicated Slack channel, and they have all these events and then the assigned local host. So, obviously we know I decided that I was going to take advantage of the fact that we can run this business from anywhere. And I just thought that was such a cool thing. If somebody was like, like me, I got to do something. I got to get out of here. And you can just take your computer and go work from lovely Portugal and have this sweet space. And they have, if you go to the link for the coworking space, they actually have links to different homes and things that are available. And then you also have the local hosts that would help you try to line up accommodations for while you're there. And I don't know that I've ever checked out Madeira, but I do know that Portugal is extremely affordable, especially when you compare it to the rest of Europe. So I really hope that somebody who's listening to me goes and does this and tells us, how it goes. I am seriously considering it for
0: myself. (laughs) You're already packing your suitcase in it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm making a list of what I'm going to bring with me. I'm like imagining it in my head already what it's going to be Mm -hmm. like to be a digital nomad in Madeira and trying Mm -hmm. that Madeira wine that we hear Mm -hmm. so much about. Okay, adding it to my list.
1: And Um. if you watch Real Housewives (laughs) of Potomac, like I religiously do, they went to Portugal, it wasn't Madeira, but they were drinking ponche which apparently will really get you get you loose
0: <laughs> i mean they're the real housewives i feel like they're already a little bit
1: loose <laughs> yep, that's their baseline <laughs> all right are we ready for some excess baggage yeah give it to me all right it's time for excess baggage which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes According to AFAR, a new executive order by Trump ends the pandemic-spurred travel bans on January 26th, but the Biden administration says it won't carry out the order. They also report that quarantine and COVID tests is now required for all travel to England. The United Kingdom has canceled its travel corridor program, which allowed some travelers to bypass quarantine. Travel Agent Central says that Costa Rica showed a gradual rebound in visitation at the end of 2020 and that Bonaire has reopened to North American visitors. To avoid 10 days quarantine at own cost, travelers must have proof of a negative PCR test taken 72 hours prior to their arrival. Additionally, travelers must complete a health declaration form 48 hours prior to departure. According to Travel Market Report, all inbound international travelers into Thailand will soon be required to pay a new tourist tax of 300 THB, about $10 USD, The tax will mostly help cover the management of local tourist destinations with a small part of it earmarked to help cover medical costs from international visitors who are unable to pay their hospital bills. They also report that Contiki has launched a new in-depth trips across U.S. national parks with glamping in under canvas tents, barbecue feasts, hiking adventures, wildlife spotting and private tours led by indigenous experts. Travel Weekly says the Polynesian Cultural Center is preparing to reopen cautiously. It is reopening with limited services on January 18th with plans to restore more operations in March. They also report that ASTA has asked the CDC to delay its COVID uh, testing order. The Society asked that the CDC delay the order's effective date until at least February 28th instead of January 28th to enable airlines to train staff, destinations to ramp testing capabilities, and to give additional preparation time to other stakeholders. This one is in a news article, but I will link to the proclamation by the mayor of Maui. In addition to submitting test results and health information to the Safe Travels Hawaii app prior to departing for Hawaii, travelers to Maui must also now download either a contact tracing app or enable the contact tracing notifications on their phones. This must be done prior to arrival in Maui and proof that one of the tracing options is available and active on the traveler's phone will be required. If you haven't heard, Azamara is being sold by Royal Caribbean Group. Travel Weekly reports that Carol Cabezas, president of Azamara, wants travel advisors to know that the line's acquisition by a private equity firm will not mean any changes in terms of the line's relationship with the trade. And last, a fun article you should go check out in Travel Age West, Where to glamp in Mexico right now? With social distancing becoming the norm around the world, the concept of vacationing outdoors makes more sense than ever, and travelers don't need to give up creature comforts when they opt for a glamping trip in Mexico. That's it for excess baggage. Uh, (laughs) That's what
0: I was waiting for the other episode, which is why there was like such a pause. I had to catch my breath. (laughs) So the next article is pretty appropriate for... Today, since it is Inauguration Day, and this is a Travel Pulse article that talks about how will the incoming Biden administration affect the travel industry. And ASTA has a lot of stuff about um, the different measures um, detailed, but this particular article was from Travel Pulse. And some of the ones that stood out to me, um, obviously the new stimulus package that calls for a vaccination program, a grant program for small business owners uh, that's separate from the existing um, Paycheck Protection Program, and also some money set aside for investment in state, local, tribal, and nonprofit financing programs that offer low-interest loans. This is something that we as travel advisors can look out for. I know the second round of PPP is starting, and I know that... Um, There are a few other things on the horizon that we can pay attention to to help us, I guess, bolster our businesses as we wait for travel to return to what it was. Um, Another thing is mask mandates. And Asta has mentioned that they fully support a mask mandate for being on planes, for riding on planes, just to make sure that we keep up with health and safety protocols. So um, one of the things is mask mandates. And um, one of the most interesting ones I think for our industry and for our clients is Cuba travel. And one of the items in this article is saying a lot of the advisors are hoping that the incoming administration could ease Cuba travel rules. Because I remember when that was eased up, so many Americans went to Cuba and had an amazing time myself included. I, so I went twice, you know, yep. Oh my God, it was so fun. So maybe something can be worked out and we could add another destination to our list <laughs> and hopefully be we'll able to go.
1: Yeah, I had quite a few clients who were scheduled to go to Cuba and it got nixed and they really wanted to go. It's such an interesting destination. Uh, I'll be super excited if we can do that. And then about the mask mandates... I'm seeing some pretty good arguments for, you know, the, the airlines were already doing it. So I get that, like it's a private business and they should be able to allow, to be allowed to enforce that. But as we can see, people aren't taking it seriously. So you have to wonder if there isn't a benefit to it just being legally required. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a slippery slope with having the government mandate things, but it's like, all right, enough already don't show up to the airport and plan on to wear your mask because you're just going to be physically removed from the plane. Right. And people agree to it when they check in too, they have to agree to it. Exactly. It's just the strangest thing.
0: And the thing for Cuba is I remember when um, uh, travel, was, travel became restricted again to go to Cuba, a lot of people were like, oh man, I really wish I had taken the opportunity to go to Cuba. I wish I didn't wait. So now if that happens, we know that it's not necessarily going to be a permanent thing. So sense of urgency that we can maybe pass on to our clients who were interested in going to Cuba. You don't don't know how long you're going to have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so funny that this came up because just the other day I was thinking to myself, I was trying to you know, do some gratitude practices. And I was like, I have walked in a forest in Cuba where voodoo um, and like Santeria practices were carried out. Like not a lot of people can say that. And I need to, <laughs> I need to feel really good about the things I've been able to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're so right. It would be a way to be like, okay, Cuba's open again. You want to go? We better get to it.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, exciting. there's one other thing. Um, you know, the the new administration has they haven't said anything about it, but I know the industry has been pushing a travel tax credit for a while. Um, the Explore mm-hmm. America tax credit. So it's a proposal that would give a four thousand dollar tax break to families for vacation expenses at hotels, theme parks, and other tourism businesses through the end of 2021. So I think they're going to pose this again. As a potential. um, A potential way to. I guess. Increase tourism in the U.S. Because it would just be for domestic travel. And it would be great for us. If there was that kind of tax break. Because we'd be able to help them. Spend that money. In the best way possible. Definitely would light a
1: fire under people. And I guess we better brush up on our domestic travel skills. I (laughs) have been loving. Booking domestic. I mean it's.
0: I have certain areas that I love booking and people come to me for those particular areas. Um, But still, I've been been learning to love the U.S. destinations (laughs) while I'm waiting to be able to go international again.
1: I love to see the U.S. destinations, but I don't always love booking it. I need to change my attitude. I need a mindset shift. I'm going to work yeah. on that, especially in
0: the US luxuriously. And did you hear Rocky oh, yeah. the Mountaineer? They're opening um, an, an itinerary in the US. Yep. So it's not yep. just in Canada. And that's, a,
1: that's an amazing company to work with as a TA and also to travel with. So that's exciting news. I'm excited about the Contiki thing. I'm too old for it, but I, I know a <laughs> lot of young people that would, I have clients that would be into right. that. And I think it's so smart of them.
0: Yeah. The under canvas stuff, they're opening a, they're opening a new location in Acadia up in Maine. And that is one destination that I really want to go stay at under
1: canvas property. Cause it just looks so much fun. I'm in. All right. Well, I've got two that are pretty related here. Um, the first one is the Amer it's a travel weekly article called a, A-H-L-A, that's a hard one, says hotels are uniquely positioned to give vaccinations. So the American Hotel and Lodging Association has volunteered a member network of more than 20,000 U.S. hotels to serve as vaccination administration sites, claiming hospitality venues are uniquely positioned to aid in the vaccine rollout. So they say they have private rooms, they have meeting rooms, conference ballrooms, they have outdoor areas. So And they're equipped for 24-hour operations, which means they could allow for round-the-clock vaccination administration. So And it also says that uh, the hotels are also only running at less than 50% occupancy rates. So, families or individuals that might be traveling to receive the vaccine will have access to comfortable lodging options. It never occurred to me. So, when I saw the headline, I was like, oh, okay, yes, that does make sense. What do you think?
0: I think that If we can establish good ways and effective ways of administering vaccines and it will help our industry move forward, I am all for it, but I want it to be done right. You know, I don't want it to just be like a haphazard, like, okay, you get a box of vaccines, you get a box of vaccines, but you don't know how to store them and the vaccines go bad. So if they're able to have vaccines and store them well, I can definitely see that being as a good progressive step
1: for our industry to come back. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine it's like hotel staff giving it vaccines, although you might be able to get one at Publix sometime soon, but like my parents had their first round last week and it Mm -hmm. was this insane drive-through situation at the convention center.
0: Right. Right. And I I I would think
1: that that, um, something like this would be a lot more palatable and encourage more people Mm -hmm. to go because just that, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I would just because I want to be able to go places, but that it takes that kind of motivation and some people don't have it. Mm -hmm. So to go deal with that kind of like insane drive through lines a mile long in your car, like, right. Yeah.
0: It'll make it a lot easier for people to be able to get the vaccine. And I, and from what I've seen, yes, there are a few people who don't want to, don't want to get the vaccine, but for most people who want to travel again, they seem to be willing to get a vaccine. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. And honestly, the the act of giving a shot isn't that hard. <laughs> I mean right. medical school students do it. Um when I was pre-med and I was doing an internship at this low income clinic in my neighborhood, I gave shots. And it's basically yeah. just Disinfect the area. You just... People give themselves shots. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Also, I want to tell you that they actually did say in the article that hotels have a unique, enormous refrigeration situation that typically... And that's why it's also Mm -hmm. ideal for the vaccine storage. Because they usually have large kitchen areas and dining venues and things like that. Not all of them. Motel 6 doesn't, I bet. But... (laughs) Can you imagine
0: it? Um, the travel agent forum in Vegas? How we like we all line up and get our get our shots at the conference. Yes. It'll be like a, a session in itself.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, apparently the first uh, the first one is the Encore at Wynn Las Vegas, and they are preparing to open its doors nice. as a vaccination center in partnership with the University Medical Center of Southern Nevada. Um, so I guess they feel like they're equipped to offer hundreds of vaccinations each day and they're going to be open to residents of Nevada who are eligible to receive the shot under state guidelines. And I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but there is an article on Travel Weekly that you should go check out because it is, here are the Caribbean and Mexico resorts offering COVID testing. So it is just a list across the Caribbean and Mexico that have on-site testing And it is telling you if it's free, if it's for a charge. And there's a lot of conflicting information because I have a group of clients going to Hotel Esqueret in Mexico. And I saw something that said the test was going to be $180. But then someone commented on a Facebook group post I made saying she got an email from her BDM that they're going to be free. And it's funny because before she wrote me that I told my clients, I have, I, I'm trying to remain a little bit vague right now. And the reason is because we know things are going to evolve very quickly and it's too early to just be like, this is how it's going to be. So I just explained, I'm going to keep you posted as more information is available. My understanding is that they will be offering tests on site and I will let you know the details as I get them. Cause I just feel like it's just too early to say these are the exact details of how it's going to go because Mm -hmm. I think things are still big time in motion. But um, a fellow travel advisor that Teresa and I know, our friend Effie was just at Atelier and she was talking to the manager quite a bit because right the day before she was leaving is when this news hit and I know her and I know she was devastated. So she was chatting with the manager and he told her, we've been doing this for a little while for Canadians as it is. So it's not like we don't, we weren't already moving towards this. And he said, and I have not heard of, and we have not had a single positive test result. So that's encouraging. I, I like being able to tell my clients, you know, mm-hmm. my colleague was just there and spoke to the manager and they've already been doing this for Canadian yeah. clients. So it doesn't feel like it's just so brand new. Um mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's one thing that was great was that the infrastructure was already there.
0: Exactly. By the time the U.S. started requiring it. So it wasn't like they had to start from scratch. And I feel like if they were following the news and stuff like that, they would already be able to tell like, okay, maybe this will be required for other countries, including the U.S. We got to get our stuff together to make sure we can provide some kind of support for our clients.
1: Yeah, they're on it. And. Uh, I think I may have mentioned this last week that here in Mexico, I read that um, they're prioritizing tourism service workers for the vaccine as well. Um, But this article also describes what information is available in in terms of how the resorts will handle it if the test is positive. Mm -hmm. So just for an example, uh, La Collection says that if in the event that a positive test occurs between the time of check-in and check-out. They'll offer a quarantine stay at a discounted nightly rate of $10 per night per person. And I've seen some, I think Charisma might be doing free. I know some AIC properties are doing it for free. Like Unico, they are giving
0: them a 14-night yes. stay You know, at no cost in a special quarantine area of the resort. Plus they're providing them any medical... Um, yep stuff as needed. So they don't even have to pay anything out of pocket for exactly. COVID-related medical medical um, services
1: they might need. And while it's sort of a double-edged sword to explain that to your clients, because on the one hand, you're giving them comfort. On the mm-hmm. other hand, they just don't want to be trapped somewhere, period, end of story. Or it's a work issue or whatever. But I mean... I don't really know what the answer is to tell people right. like bring your laptop. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not, you're probably not yeah. going into the I office. Mean, this is
0: this is the the most they can do is this. There's nothing else the resorts can provide to make this easy for you. Um, or and for honestly, can you
1: imagine a better place to be quarantined for two weeks for free or for ten dollars a night? Yeah, um, as long as you <laughs> just prepare yourself and like bring your laptop. I mean, it just seems like right. I, It's, it's hard because it's just the mindset, but, um, Mm -hmm. anyway, I highly recommend it'll be linked in the show notes because there's a ton of information about in here about each brand and how they're handling it right now, obviously could change in five minutes, but it's, um, it's a pretty sweet source of information.
0: And shout out to all our supplier partners who have That's stepped right. up <laughs> to mm-hmm. help us manage this. Um, it truly is a partnership, and I am so so grateful for the reaction and the response from from
1: our suppliers. For real, absolutely. I feel like I'm constantly, and they're doing really well with the subject lines too, which I love because it tells me like, oh, this is good information. Open this email because you know you get seven thousand a day. Right, so, right. but like. I've, I've felt very supported. I know like Pleasant Holidays now has like a special, very clear symbol next to the hotels that are offering free COVID testing. Like they're really jumping on mm-hmm. it. i loving it. Mm-hmm.
0: So my last article is something that is super hopeful and makes me super happy. Uh, and so that's why I added it to my list. <laughs> it's from afar. And it's titled "One Year After Australian Wildfires," birdsong is deafening and flora flourishes on Kangaroo Island. So, oh, for if okay. in case you didn't remember, this time last year Australia was burning, and we saw devastating images of these, you know, forests turned to ash, and like you know, koala bears trying to escape, and just all the wildlife that had to be. Um, displaced, and it was just so much destruction from these fires. And this article, if you guys get a chance, click on this link and look at the photos, because these photos show the recovery of Kangaroo Island. And Kangaroo Island has been likened to the Galapagos in terms of wildlife and um, scientific research and stuff like that. Um, But this is one photo of this road And on both sides, you see greenery, so much greenery just growing from the ground. You still see the burnt up, um, you know, the thin tree trunks and stuff that are left, but you still you, you see the growth that's coming. And there is an animal or wildlife sanctuary on Kangaroo Island. And it says they are seeing a 40% recovery rate when initially they thought it was only going to be 12% recovery rate
1: wow. of Love the
0: it. animals that have gone in there. And there's a photo of these baby koalas hugging each other while they're right. in recovery. So go ahead, click on this link, <laughs> look at these photos and feel like there's still hope in the world and that we will still Rise up from the ashes. We will grow again. Our travel industry is going to succeed again. And we'll be like those hugging koalas again.
1: <laughs> each other. Ooh, I want to hug somebody so bad. <laughs> I, mean, I cannot tell you. I'm so jealous because in New Zealand, they're like, they don't have to wear masks. They can all hug each other. <laughs> I just want to hug somebody, even a stranger. Just full body <laughs> hug.
0: like a a football player like oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh,
1: somebody was just asking me if I was going to make it to a trip in April and I was like you better work on your core strengths because (laughs) we're having a (laughs) mask
0: (laughs) what is something you are loving right now
1: well, I've been, uh, my, new, my newfound quarantine hobby is working 24-7. Uh, so I've been... How is been, that different from... I
0: know. Kareen. I just want to know. I'm working
1: more. I'm working even more. It's nuts. But I'm doing a lot of creative things, which I love. And so I have been the user of Canva for many years. But now that I'm just constantly in there, it's like every day I find a new thing that I can do and it makes me excited, but then it makes me spend way too long doing things in there. Uh, but it's fun. So whatever, it works out. Um, and I just am really loving a tool that I already had and discovering all these new things that I can do and just improving, improving my, my graphic creating skills. So um, I don't even want to guess how many hours a day I have been on Canva lately, but uh, it's work, but I enjoy it. So Best of both worlds. It's like arts and what
0: crafts, but digital. Yeah, yeah yes, you know, exactly. I really like seeing all the different options.
1: Mm-hmm. What about you?
0: I am absolutely enjoying, or I have enjoyed, because I finished the show in one day. It's called Bling Empire on Netflix. Yeah. And it's basically like if Crazy Rich Asians became a TV show. It's a reality TV show based on these rich Asians in LA. And... It's like Bravo style reality TV, like Shaw's a sunset with Real Housewives mixed together. And it made me so happy because I thought to myself, Asians have made it to trash reality TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> it was so
0: fun watching. It. I mean, granted, I know reality TV is not really real. There's a certain, there's a lot of aspects that are edited and scripted and stuff like that. But still, it was just really fun to watch. And one of the characters on this show, her name is Anna. She is like the matriarch of the entire group. Um, she says something multiple times in the show that really spoke to me. She would tell, you know, all the younger, younger folks, she'd say, you have one life. This is not a dress rehearsal. You have yeah. one life. So live it. And mm-hmm. I, even though it's a reality TV show that really spoke to me and <laughs> I will just say, I want to be Anna when I grow up. That's, that's cool <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Uh, so is there a destination you've been obsessing over lately? I have been obsessing over
0: Ireland for a really long time. And I've already been there a couple of times. And each time it's been done differently. But this, t- the next time I go, I am creating a group trip where we do a whiskey distillery tour all around Saturday. Ireland, all Ireland. <laughs> yes hiring a driver um you know friends and family and whatever whoever else wants to come get into this you know mini bus or something and then just tour Ireland go to different distilleries listen to live music at pubs i am just so ready for that kind of experience and that's why ireland's been in my head <laughs>
1: Well, I wish I could go with you, but um, there would be some kind of a brawl if I drank whiskey. Although so you of are invited. Basic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll turn into like a real Housewives reunion style well, situation.
0: I'm thinking that everyone who goes, there's just something about Irish drinking songs that makes mm-hmm. you feel joyful and happy. So before we go, I'm sending everyone who's going a CD of popular Irish drinking songs. Yes. So when we're at the pub with live music, everyone will know the words and everyone will have a great time knowing that they know the words. So that's
1: I, how I can't play. even tell you how much joy in my soul. I instantaneously feel when I hear that kind of music. Mm-hmm. And I also, um, I love bluegrass, which is based from English and Irish folk songs. Like, Give me a fiddle, give me a mandolin, a stand-up bass, and it, like I freak out. I love it so so much. It's just instantly like filled with life and joy. So, no. give me another beer. Yeah.
0: That's, that's yes, a- another Gnostic. reaction. <laughs> yes. What um, about you? What destination has been on your mind? That's making my heart hurt. I need to go there.
1: All right, I've been thinking of España, Spain. So. I was just kind of playing around to see since now I can take a bus for three hours to right to the airport in Mexico city. And apparently they're building like a light rail here. So I'll be able to get to Mexico city in 45 minutes. (gasps) So I just was trying to see like, where can I fly nonstop from Mexico city? And it's crazy. Like Tokyo, even you can fly nonstop from Mexico city, but Obviously, I'm always drawn to Spain, and I can fly nonstop to Barcelona or Madrid for under $600. Now, flying coach across the pond is not really my bag, but you know what? I'm just going to have to learn so that I can go frequently because it's five or $600. And uh, I love Spain so much. There's still some parts of it I haven't been to. But I definitely didn't spend enough time in Barcelona. So I figure the second that I can, I'm booking tickets to Barcelona and then going from there. Uh, but I, ever since I saw those prices, it's like all I can think about is getting back to Spain.
0: Yeah, Spain's on my list as well. And I was mainly because I also was supposed to go to Spain in 2020 and didn't get to. And I feel like there's a hole. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of other people with canceled trips feel a hole from their canceled vacations. And of course, it's definitely a privilege to be able to have a vacation to cancel. But still, it's like you're thinking about what could have been. So definitely needing to hop on over to Spain as well.
1: You haven't been to any part of Spain? I have not been to any part of Spain. Oh man. So the cool thing about Spain is that every, they have every type of a landscape or weather region and every region is completely different. I really need to get Southern Spain, but, um, but I would still want to stop in Barcelona first. So, Mm -hmm. but it's just such a neat and varied place. I don't think it's the best place for like a vegan, but (laughs) if you're not vegan, um, we'd the, go there just to eat. So yeah, you got to get on over there. You can see me and then we'll fly to Spain for $500.
0: That sounds good to me. Yeah. We'll taco in Mexico City, taco and tequila in Mexico,
1: and, in Mexico City, and then we'll go to churros and prosciutto. Well, they have churros here, but they're not the same. In Spain, I really do love theirs because they don't put cinnamon and sugar on it. They just mm, give you chocolate to yum. get in And here you're always. And not that I don't like the cinnamon and sugar, but I really like that fresh, hot, plain dough and dipping it in the chocolate. So I'm trying not to eat sugar right now. Thanks.
0: Well, everyone, thanks for sticking with us until the end. We hope this episode has been informative and entertaining. All of the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to go and delete those travel news emails I've been hoarding for the past month.
1: Oh, yeah. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We will link them in the show notes.
0: Next week, we'll finally be getting to our unique travel tips, mm-hmm. which is great news because you'll get another chance to send us your favorite travel tips if you didn't last time. So DM us on Facebook or Instagram, or send us an email at hello at tinlounge.com to let us know. And before um, we end this, I just want to clarify that DM means direct message. <laughs> I have you. gotten so many questions. About in the DM yeah, <laughs> And I'm like I promise it's not Something dirty DM is just literally Direct message <laughs> But did
1: they write you The question in the DM Yeah They did <laughs> yeah, Perfect Like i it right now <laughs> <laughs> Alright Thanks again for joining us In the Tin Lounge Where you can learn a lot In a short amount of time Bye Bye, Bye. Cause, 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 no one can do it Like we do it Like we do it Like we do it Cause no one can do it